KRCL 90.9 FM, HD1, Salt Lake City, Ogden, Provo, 96.7 FM in Park City, and on the web at krcl.org. I'm Rashawn Leak, and this is Radioactive, a show for grassroots activists, community builders, punk rock farmers, and DIY creatives. Flanks, sorry, y'all. Thanks for plugging into this community, this community station, KRCL tonight. <laughs> um, yeah, we just got the yips right now. All right, coming up on the show, week four at it's the lack people's of sugar. house. That is, it's a lack of sugar. My brain is running rampant, Laura. So week four at the people's house, legislator. We got radioactive checks in with the League of Women Voters. So we, that's a nonpartisan group that's always keeping an eye on the people's business. We have Kathy Beal. She'll be here to talk about the Great Salt Lake Water, LDS Church Holdings, Ranked Choice Voting, Pregnant Women, HOV Lanes, and this is trigger warning, y'all, and having to document if women have been raped before an abortion. <sighs> that's, yeah, that's just... That's, to access that is. exception... That's just what have it you is. filed your police report? Yeah, you have doctors to. Doctors yeah, must before, verify. Before you can potentially get yeah. an abortion, you have to verify mm-hmm. and, and show up with your doctor's note. So many problems with that. That's just ridiculous, Laura. Plus, oh. we have Baca Tarnas on synchronistic parallels between Carl Jung and J.R. Tolkien's Red Books. That's going to be cool. I've been recording that I'm conversation. I'm excited about that. So that'll be at the end of the show. Dr. Mike Jaffe for Sugar, sugar Free, free. February. Less, less Sugar February. He's already looking at me cross-eyed. I'm doing less sugar he's February. Gonna, he's shaking his head. <laughs> Mike's not stoked. Mike, but he's looking over at me. I'm glowing. Yeah, I got glowing. Yeah, no, no sugar seven days. So it's looking good. You know, y'all already know Black Don't Crack and how I'm even better. <laughs> I'm even better, y'all. Oh, okay, All let's right, do but rallies. First, we got rallies and resources. And resources. So if you go to carecl.org and click on Community Affairs, there's a tab for rallies and resources where we keep an eye out for things that are kind of radioactive-minded that we think you might want to know about, maybe even attend or support or go and unsupport. Who knows? But uh, if you're looking to follow the legislature, you can you could do worse than the legislative trackers by different organizations like the ACLU of Utah, mm-hmm. Heal Utah, League of Women Voters here tonight. And uh, the YWCA, they all have pages where they're tracking their interests, and it's a great way in if your interests align. Coming up tonight, I've screwed up the time, uh, but C-SPAN for the State of the the Union, Union. I believe it starts at 7 o'clock local time. Uh, The pregame is probably starting right now. (laughs) The pregame coverage. (laughs) It's going to be dry, y'all. It's going to be dry. It goes on and on, and people stand up. My guests in the balcony. That always drives me I'm interested to see what they're going to cover. And I wonder if they're going to talk about the the spy balloon, if you will. Oh, I know, right? I saw some pictures today. Did you see the spy balloon? They found it finally. Rolling it in. Or as some family members would say, yeah, they want you to think they found it. (laughs) So who knows? I'm curious what they're going to say. I love a good conspiracy theory. (laughs) But uh, C-SPAN, I got a link in Rallies and Resources. You can go click on if you want unfiltered coverage. It's just got the camera. I kind of want Zoom and just the speaker view and a PowerPoint. That's Ooh, all I want. Oh, all right. All right. Going old school. I like your style, Laura. I don't need all the special guests to drive home the point, but it is political theater. I don't need the claps theater. either. I don't need all it's the claps theater. and the standing ovations. Or the people who behave badly. You lie! Oh, my God. You remember that one? Yes, I do. Okay. Yes, or the people that or boo when, or they don't get up. The left doesn't get up or the right doesn't give up. I, get, I think my favorite might have been when Nancy Pelosi ripped ripped the, the paper and in half. The to, yeah, golf clap. It's... <laughs> These, these are grown children, Laura. Uh, it's ridiculous. <laughs> I want a camera on George Santos throughout the entire I I'm interested thing. to see if he's going to come dressed up. At, like, how is he going to be dressed? Is what, he going to be dressed in a Brazilian he might outfit? Be throwing? <laughs> okay, now we're do- We have we too much fun, you we and digress. I. So let's get back to this. Okay, Wednesday, there is an interesting um, event happening at the J. Willard Marriott Library called meet and greet to learn more about the me and white supremacy 28 day challenge 
go check this out. If it's something you can sign up for, there's book guides, all sorts of things. Do check it out. Thursday at 930 on the Hill, it is Red Acre Center's Politics and Pastries. You're, you you love the agri You love it's locally right. grown food. These are people. These are your people. And they'll help you access the halls of power. And they'll tell you what's on the agenda that day. And if you have a story to share related to the legislation, they'll help you do that. There's also a Utah Maternal Health Month press conference at noon on Thursday. A trans youth on the hill at 5. It's a sing-in. That is P-Flag of Provo, Utah County, and Gender Bands are putting that one together on Thursday at 5. And then our special guest in the studio for a rally that is called More Bread for Utahns to Remove the Sales Tax on food we have joining us reverend brigette weir of united today stronger tomorrow how you doing i'm doing great thanks so much for having me absolutely first of all Rashawn, yeah. she's a public theologian. I, yeah, what is like, that? What is oh, that? Oh, that's a great question. What is that? Um, a public theologian is I take the world, the context, our community, and I look at it through the lens of where is the divine? Where is okay. God at work? And what does that mean for us as individuals and as community? Um, so really it's about looking for God in the world and in, in the mundane, Mm-hmm. Right in those things that we may not consider sacred, but actually are infused with sacredness and holiness, or whatever word works for you in your spirituality or not spirituality. Yeah. It's all good. Yeah. I like that, yeah. I, and it gives context to the breaking of bread going on at the capital. Does right? I mean, bread is that language of bread is so infused in our culture, right? We earn our bread mm-hmm. when we think about money, right? We use that term for money. We ha- Many faith traditions have bread as central to their gathering meal. Mm-hmm. Um, our, our Jewish siblings, of course, Christianity, um, our, our Muslim siblings, right? Bread is central to who we are as humanity. Breaking your fast. That's Breaking whatever your fast, whatever tradition you have, bread... Our daily bread yeah. is what sustains us and connects us. We all need the bread. We yeah, need the we bread. Need. More Whatever than one. form uh, and it more comes ways in. Than one. Yeah. Well, so on Thursday, tell us who, what, when, yeah. where, why. In this group, you're also with United Today, Stronger Tomorrow. Yeah, United Today, Stronger Tomorrow is a diverse uh, group of folks um, throughout Utah that come together to build strong, flourishing communities. We are nonpartisan. We are faith and civic and labor and grassroots community all coming together to say we want to hold our elected leaders accountable for good things for all Utahns. This sounds like the who's who of organizations. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, I have met so many fantastic people. And what we discover is rural, urban, suburban, faith, tradition, labor, doesn't matter. We all have more in common than we have what separates us. Mm -hmm. And one of our goals is to be a bridge, to be that conduit that brings us together around common good. Well, last week, Rashawn, we did a conversation about tax cuts versus mm. public investment. Mm-hmm. And we know there's billions with the be like boy That's right. that Utah lawmakers are, are dealing with. A surplus and, going on. Yeah, allocating it and tax cuts. And for the last several years, there has been a push to repeal fully the sales tax on food, not just prepared foods. Or, or, or raw foods, rather, mm-hmm. which is where it is right now. There's still sales tax on food and Correct. groceries. Yeah, yeah groceries, and yeah. and there's there's this weird, there's this weird back and forth. And I was hoping you can enlighten me from a public sure. theologian viewpoint, but also yeah. your your organizing with United Day Stronger Tomorrow. And it seems to be the pushback from politicians. Well, everybody has to eat, so this is a great tax. That's so ridiculous. <laughs> right. Thank you. <laughs> so there, there is theology in a nutshell. This is so ridiculous. Um, again, taxing what is basic need mm-hmm. is not ethical. It's not moral. It's not humane. It's There's no religious or even secular reason to do that. We have so many other pieces of our lives that are taxed. Um, our incomes, you know, the things we buy, some of our discretionary things, mm-hmm. but to tax food, groceries, to tax an apple to give to your baby is is a moral injustice. Mm. And, and it literally is against, again, many faith traditions of love your neighbor, right? And do unto others as you would have them do unto you. We would never hand someone an apple and say now you have to give half of that back to me yeah and and so that's part of what we're 
saying here with United Today, Stronger Tomorrow, and so many other organizations in Utah, don't tax groceries, right? right? It, it is a reg- what we call a regressive tax. It's a tax that affects us all, but affects those that are low income and in poverty disproportionately. All right. So on Thursday, what time yeah. again? One thirty, I 1:30. believe. One thirty. Meet Wait, us in the second floor, uh, kind of off to the side of the rotunda by that staircase that goes mm-hmm. up to the house chamber. Yeah. That grand staircase. We'll be there, uh-huh. and we will have um, signs and bring a loaf of bread mm-hmm. to use as a prop to talk about more bread for Utahns. Sourdough is sugar free. So it is. It is sugar free. It is sugar free. I'm not giving it. If it's going to our elected officials, they're, no, they're not no, getting the here's what we're, That's going to be donated to Crossroads okay, Urban Center good, Pantry. Good. Oh, okay. Here's what we're going to do right. to our elected officials. We're going to have some fun. Okay. So we Should have bought uh, rolls and cookies from a bakery that I'm going to slaughter the name Pandera out in West Valley City. Okay. And they are giving us uh, rolls and cookies, some authentic cookies from their bakery. And we are going to uh, talk to our legislators as they go onto the floor at two o'clock is chamber time that day. Mm-hmm. And we're going to say, are you going to vote to repeal the food tax? Oh, I did do if, that. If, you say, if they say yes, they get a cookie. Oh, all right. <laughs> if, they say, if they say no, they get a roll. Because everyone deserves to eat. Look at that. Party. Everyone eats when they're at my house. There yeah. we go. So, again, Thursday at 1.30. And, you know, eggs are how expensive right now? Which I means got, the tax. I, fortunately, I have chicken, Wait, that's, so I don't have to worry wrong. about oh, it. Yeah, it's ridiculous. On that. I paid okay. $4.99 a dozen just yeah. last week. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, how can folks get in touch yeah. with your group, United Today, Stronger Tomorrow, or the Coalition for Religious Communities, which is also participating? Yeah, they are also participating. And we also are blessed to have the support of Representatives Ronner and Lesser, who are both sponsoring a bill um, for this uh this session, um, HB 101 and HB 172. They are similar bills. They're just hoping to get one through. Mm-hmm. They can get more information by going to unitedtoday.org Utah. There's a place to register that gives you all the information. You can also reach out to me personally. My email is Bridgette, B-R-I-G-E-T-T-E at unitedtoday.org. And we'll put all of that uh, in the show notes. Yeah. And if I might, one other thing. If you can't come Thursday because people have jobs, again, you have to get your bread somehow. Wednesday night, we're going to be doing prep for this rally, making signs and buttons okay. and having dinner together at Comunidas Unidas, um, 15, or I'm sorry, 1750 Research Way, West Valley City, Utah. And come join us at seven. Let me know if you're coming. So I have got, I got pizza for you because all deserve to be fed. And we're going to have a good time making signs and buttons and building community because together we are stronger. Reverend Weir, it. thank you so much for yeah, coming thank in. Thank you. We this is a time. joy. Oh, yeah. yeah. We try. Y'all are, y'all are fun. <laughs> we do all right. All right. Yeah. So we're talking about repealing the sales tax on food, and now mm-hmm. we're going to talk about sugar in your diet because we want to keep, for folks that are taking this challenge with us, sugar-free February or less sugar February, as I've translated. Remember, in aerobics, there's the high energy. And, there's, and then me and, and then Mike, the crossfitters. <laughs> Dr. There's, Mike Jaffe, hello. There's a- Give it to her, Mike. <laughs> Well, remember the goal is sugar-free February, right? And it's a transitionary thing. Yes. Your goal cannot, should not be, you know, low sugar February. Your goal, as you stated I didn't before, say low sugar. I said less sugar. It, well, before it, it, this month started, it's implied, Laura. It's fewer implied. Grams. Before this month started, your goal was sugar-free February, and you were committed. I remember yeah. her now, saying uh, that a week ago. She was all in. Ago, I remember well, that. We're gonna come back. Here's to that. the challenge: falling off the wagon. <laughs> I want, Do I get back on? Yeah, absolutely. So here's the, one of the cool things that was brought up: is is it the sugar the reward with the cookie, or is it the bread? Oh, because we've been our whole lives yeah. from infancy yes. onwards, rewarded birthday cake sweet. rewarded with sweets. Mm-hmm. So self-worth comes in. Mm. I'm interested, Rashawn, what have you noticed so far? Uh, so I've noticed that I am a pretty good cook. And when I say pretty good, y'all, I'm saying amazing. <laughs> uh, uh, really, energy. I, you know, I already get up pretty early. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm usually up out of bed by 530. But I'm... I'm not dragging ass, if you will. Like I'm, I'm up, and I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm doing all right, you know. And it's, 
so that's nice. Uh, what else? Just just uh, more clarity. Like I'm, you know, I just I don't feel bogged. And and fortunately, I I will say that even with the boys having sugar, like I don't have the craving. Like normally, I'm, like yeah. I'm not like I need to have that. Well, and that's what I notice. I've been trying to up my my greens intake, mm-hmm. salads, up my chickpea intake, and okay. I stay fuller longer. Yes. Like if I cooked that chickpea and spinach soup that I did a couple weeks ago, and that's all I had for my first meal, I'm not hungry the rest of the day. Yeah. But what happens is when I don't plan my meals, and then I crave, so I came off Capitol Hill, and I went by Cranberger. Oh, ah! oh Okay. I don't think there's any sugar in a grilled ham and cheese, is there? Uh, uh, the ham definitely has sugar in it. Definitely has sugar. So I fell off the, the wagon today. So, yeah, so the, the, that was the that's lack the of thinking ahead. Yeah, of lack of planning. Mm, yeah, that's So exactly. that's something that now you know next time you do something yeah. when you're strained, you know, yeah. you might have to have a thermos. My willpower is low. One of Dr. Mike Jaffe's green smoothies. You might have to have a thermos full of the green smoothie. Yeah. And the really cool thing that happened this week, again, was yeah. that... Looked at some evidence that greens, thylakoids mm-hmm. and greens, thylakoids, decrease, that's word. Yep. decrease your craving for sugar. And so the fat actually, blocking and appetite suppressing effects of, how do you say that word? Thylakoids. thylakoids. So like the green smoothies we've been talking about are going to help us through this sugar craving phase. Mm-hmm. That's pretty okay. cool. So Popeye ate spinach to be strong, but also <laughs> to reduce the sugar cravings. Popeyes. Like <laughs> Popeye's chicken. chicken. No, no. Yeah. Popeye's a cartoon. Maybe the I cravings am what aren't I gone. Am. Maybe the cravings aren't gone, Strong Laura. to the finish because I eat my spinach. I'm Popeye the same. Uh, hey, that, hey, you know what? I do love me some spinach. I, I do love It's an amazing food. And so, again, sh- sugar-free February, the goal is to get rid of mm-hmm. added sugars. Yep. Like, yeah, a little sugar to start. Breads, probably okay. Mm-hmm. Minimal amounts of sugar, you know, a gram or two, no big deal, right? We're trying to get to 10 grams or less a day, right? Um, which it was the World Food Organization's recommended dose of sugar uh, before the U.S. tried to pull all the funding out of the World Health Organization. So that's, that's actually where the health science is. Um, okay. So what else has been a barrier that's my challenge and then if i you know do the family big family mm-hmm. gathering dinner because there's all sorts of desserts and there's lots of kids like you said yeah. it's a challenge with your kids i get around my nephews and nieces and they're making cookies and and yeah. all of that but if i plan ahead avocados i love i probably eat more than i should because i know you can the eat, big eat, ones. Yeah. eat all oh, you want yeah. eat all you want okay. on that that's been my go-to is i get the the tuna yep. packed in water or sunflower oil and then some greens, and then an avocado. All right. And then uh, maybe just a squirt of lemon or something. Now, I know not everybody can afford to eat that. Not everybody can afford to do uh, sugar-free February. So that's another reason why I talk about less sugar February. Yeah. Looking at what you buy and um, don't, using the don't, month. Don't change my catchphrase. It's sugar-free <laughs> February. <laughs> she, but, she's, do, she's doing work no, no, right now. You're like. supposed to be inspirational on the air, not like, yeah. eh. I want to include people, though, that have this challenge, who no, have like fair. a big family. Like, I grew up in a family with six boys and me. And so you know what that grocery bill was like yeah. and how much meat those young boys ate? It and is so sugar. still ideal yeah. to check your ingredients Th- and, and that, find the yeah, ones that it. sugar is so, eliminated or low. Cause, yeah, exactly. You know, Less sugar. You can February. buy healthy food in bulk. Have yes. you seen? Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. These are giant bags of beans at Costco are yep. like... Yep, we got 15 them. bucks for 50 pounds. That's yeah. like a year's worth mm-hmm. of food for a family of eight. Yeah. And, and and I'm just wanting to include everyone who's listening yeah. no, that's that fair. that the challenge can look different for you. So I love that Dr. Mike Jaffe is our inspiration, but you can do it your way too. I would um, say I would say that like one of the things that I've been mindful of is just like getting rid of like salad dressing. Like I I'm, oh, yeah. I love that's my why salad. I'm just doing the lemon. I so I did oil and vinegar. There you go. Yeah, oil and vinegar, and I, I dumped my tuna in there. There you go. And it was I mean super filling. Great. Super filling and delicious. The goal, the original planning of sugar-free February was yeah. the first week is really not success. I yeah. mean, it's because you're fighting it. it. You know, uh, mm-hmm. Rashawn was prepared. Uh-huh. Well, you, you don't understand where it is, and I you're fighting it. But as the month goes yeah. through, and as you find more and more sugar sources, when you eliminate them, your craving will go away. Yes, mm. it does. You start looking at a cookie, and you go like, 
Mm. Not food. And I am yeah. turning to yeah. more fruit. Um, so I'm getting those cuties. I'm stocking up on that's bananas, great. even though it's more that's carbs. Uh, apples, which I should have anyway before I go on the air to reduce the smacking sounds of my voice. So, so are you using the gold stars? I do. You want to see my calendar after? You want to hold me accountable? <laughs> I, I want to know. Have you gotten some? I have. That's great. There you go. That's great. I think, eBay, I, I think yesterday. eBay's got it. eBay's, eBay's doing well. Seven eBay's doing seven. well. Yep. Wow. So, folks, we would love to hear your story. We had a listener, Heather Bruce, Bruce on last week. That's we talked right. about how she's doing it. And I've got another woman who, she she has a video blog. blog okay. And she does gluten-free and sugar-free. So I want to get her on. But if you have a, a way you've strategized for this month or that's something you always do, we'd love to hear about it. You can email radioactive at krcl.org. And this article about the fat-blocking and appetite-suppressing effects of thylakoids, spinach, I'll put it in the show notes. Anything else you gleaned from it that we should share? Like, nope. Uh, benefits uh, of cumin and saffron for weight loss is something you've talked about before. Nope. Maybe that's from the post. <laughs> Maybe that's it's in your email. Uh, I will the share it all. You know, an anti-inflammatory. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so um, smoothie recipe. Yes. What you got? I got um, again. The concept was seventy-five percent greens, so or vegetables, so. Um, I added a half a carrot to my okay. smoothie. Mixing it up. I did frozen. With fr- my, go ahead. I want to hear yours, Mike. And then uh, changed the flaxseed. It was a four tablespoons of uh, of omega three source. Okay. I changed the flaxseed to hemp seeds. I bought hemp hearts and walnuts because you there we some. go. And it was really nice because they they're not as um, fibrous. Mm-hmm. They seem easier to digest. They also in three tablespoons had ten grams of protein. Wow. Which is Keeps you full. pretty much like twenty percent of mm-hmm. our yeah. daily intake at our body weights mm-hmm. of our protein needs. So twenty percent in That's your huge. breakfast smoothie, not even counting the vegetables, which are probably another ten grams. Thylakoids. Um, and then it was twenty five percent fruit or so. And you know, I'm trying to get the berries in there, the blueberries particularly, which have a mitigating effect on sugar's absorption. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It decreases your spikes of uh your glucose level in your blood, and it mm-hmm. decreases your insulin response. And that's part of sugar-free February too, is to deal with that, like to so that you have a long burn, mm-hmm. not these yeah. spikes, right? Okay, your smoothie. What'd you get? All right, my smoothie was. I, it took me a minute to get used to the water, but I did it. I did it. So it's so it's greens. I had kale, spinach, then I had a uh, banana, cherries. Uh, a mixed berry, so it had raspberries and the blueberries, and then I had some frozen. I found some frozen, uh, frozen tomatoes, little cherry tomatoes in there. Threw those in there and just whipped it up, and it was amazing. That's like it's like a sugary treat. Like I like that is seriously a treat. But what I have to do, Mike, I didn't even think about it. I got to bring the flaxseed in or the hemp seed because we have them, especially to get the protein because. It'll give me probably the two to three hours of I'm just good, and then eventually I'm hungry yeah. again. But I'll, I think that'll help with the getting getting some in there. But it's yeah, I've been really impressed. I, you know, I, I'm not gonna say I was a, a, a doubter, but I was definitely a side eyer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't given yourself as much slack as I have. <laughs> yeah, no, but I'm but I'm in. I'm fully I'm fully committed. Oh. I think I think this is a this might be a, a new way. Uh-oh. I don't want to say 100 nice. percent because I do. I do miss my gummy bears, Laura, but <laughs> but but it's now you, out of your routine. And you called think, in a love note to sugar, by the yes, way. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. I miss you, baby. Soon I you're going to start noticing your mouth is different. Mm. Yeah. And you may not notice it as it corrects from having sugar, but once you eliminate mm. sugar and then eat some by mistake, oh. it, your mouth isn't happy. It's disgusting. In like okay. 10 minutes, it's unbelievable. The pH drops and mm. your you know dental caries start. Wow. There you go. So lots of ways to get involved. Check tonight's show notes, and we'd love to hear from you and how you're doing with sugar-free February. They're strong. How you're doing. They're strong. I know they're doing well. Radioactive. You and Jersey on us. Come Thank on, you. listeners. You can do it. Dot O-R-G. All right. Coming up, Kathy Beely from the League of Women Voters of Utah. But I wanted to share this conversation I recorded a little bit back from the Young Society of Utah, yes. and they've got Becca Tarnas coming to town just a couple of days. And she goes to Carl Jung. And his red book and Tolkien, Lord of the Rings, the red book and the parallels get you into sorting out your life. So here's a little preview. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm M. Capito. I'm the executive director for the Jung Society of Utah. And I am Becca Tarnas, and I'm a scholar and of 
Jungian studies and uh, archetypal theory, and I teach at the California Institute of Integral Studies in San Francisco. Em, I understand that the Jung Society of Utah is undergoing somewhat of a revival. Can you tell us, first of all, what's going on with the Jung Society and what it is for folks who don't know? Of course. The Jung Society of Utah has been around for 14 years, and it's really a heart of the community, and our mission is to tend to the soul of the community. So even if you've never heard of Carl Jung or depth psychology doesn't ring a bell, it's a space to connect around art, music, philosophy, and just a sense of community, um, which is what drew me to it in the first place. I am a psychotherapist in the community, and so I originally came to an event for continuing education, but I kept coming because it felt like a sense of home, a sense of hope, too. And so coming out of the pandemic where live events, which are the, you know, the bread and butter of what we provide as a space to connect, a lot of that had to die down. And there's just been a lot of change in the world over the last few years. So uh, our mission as we have um, taken on this 14th season together is to really come back to our roots of immersive connective community experiences that are live and in person, but also to recognize that we have to evolve going forward. So this season in particular, we featured an all-female lineup of speakers, Becca being one of them. And so Becca, coming to town or is this going to happen on Zoom? I am very excited to be coming to town. I've only done a few in-person events since the dynamics around the pandemic have shifted and I'm really looking forward to this and to meeting this community. Well, we're honored to have you in Utah. Safe travels on your way here. And to dig into a bit of a preview of what you'll be talking about here, the two red books, Jung, Tolkien, and the Imaginal Realm, plus a, a depth workshop as well. Um, maybe you can kind of take us into it through Jung, who, um, you know, I'm just quoting Wikipedia here, but he's known for theorizing about the human unconscious, the idea that there's a collective unconscious that all of us share. So there's a very broad dilettante definition of Jung. Becca, what do you want to take folks into when you're here? Well, what I'll be exploring primarily is what's known as Jung's Red Book. And the Red Book is this extraordinary document, manuscript, really, that's illustrated that Jung created uh, based on first visionary experiences and then intentionally enacted what he called active imaginations. And he was having these experiences night after night and recording them very carefully because he's a scientist. He's a scientist of the psyche. You could even say a scientist of soul and so he's recording this very carefully to understand what is coming through him and made the decision to put these records in something that he called Liber Novus, which means the new book, but it's better known as the red book because it's bound in two huge covers of red leather. And it's just this extraordinary book of, um, in some ways, it almost reads like a, a an illustrated fantasy novel, but it's the inner world of his psyche. And this only was made available to us in 2009. So it's been around for just over a decade, at least in terms of availability to the public. Now, he was creating it from 1913 to 1930. And when I first encountered Jung's Red Book, I actually had a background in Tolkien studies. I mean, at a certain point, you can't even say Tolkien studies because I started exploring Middle Earth when I was nine years old. J.R.R. Tolkien, author of Lord of the Rings and all that fantastic world. Exactly. And when I looked at Jung's Red Book, I thought, wow, this feels like something from Tolkien's world. And not only did it have a similar kind of quality and images, they have very similar artistic styles, but in The Lord of the Rings, that story, for those of you who've read it, that story is written down in a book and it's passed from generation to generation. And that book is called The Red Book of Westmarch. And so this sparked me on a whole um, in-depth research project comparing the two red books. It ended up becoming my doctoral dissertation. And I was blown away to find uh, not just dozens, I would probably argue 
couple hundred parallels between the two. Now, they're different books still, and I'll be exploring those differences as well as the similarities, but it really opens up some very interesting questions about the nature of the imagination and what was coming through these two individuals at this particular moment in history, especially considering they didn't know each other. I was going to ask, did they ever cross paths? But uh, maybe they read each other's work, but who knows? I, I, I want to go back to something you said about, you know, this is one of your first visits since uh, the pandemic. And I'm thinking of all of us in our various lockdowns or situations during COVID. We were through that restriction, I think, perhaps knowingly or unknowingly, in dialogue with our unconscious minds, our collective unconscious. And I'm kind of curious if you think that this period of the last couple years, um, this kind of mental crisis that we've all dealt with, could benefit from Jung's strategy to get at what's bothering us or motivating us. I absolutely think that that is the case because as human beings, we have a very rich inner world. And yet we live in a culture that doesn't make a lot of space for that inner world or for acknowledging the reality of that inner world. And what happens when we deny it is it becomes, you know, if you imagine locking a, a wolf away in a dark cage and leaving it there, it's going to become more and more ravenous and more and more frightening. Um, and then it becomes something, if you let it loose, that can kind of tear us apart. And I think it's similar when we deny the reality of the inner world, that it can become um, this kind of immensely frightening thing that can take over us, that can take possession of us. And so being able to have tools such as Jung's practice of active imagination, which is what we're going to actually be doing in the in-depth workshop on the following day after the lecture, I'll be guiding individuals into um, a safely held container of working with active imagination that you can actually get to know what is going on in that inner world and come into relationship with it, come into dialogue and even bring it forward in a way comparable to what Jung did and maybe make, if not your own red book, at least your own pages. Well, and then for so many of us, myself included, I'm going to speak broadly, reading is such an escape for me. It allows me to leave my daily or unconscious worries behind and go on someone else's adventure like Tolkien in The Lord of the Rings. And I think that many of us don't realize the parallels there. And I'm guessing in your workshop, Tolkien will come up as well, Becca. Absolutely. Tolkien will definitely come up in the workshop and will be, you know, we'll have been looking at his artwork, which not as many people are familiar with. We know him for his stories, for his writing, but he was an extraordinary artist, although he could be very self-deprecating. So he had a lot of criticism for his artwork, but when we look at it, it's just absolutely uh, luminescent with the same imagination that is fueling his writing. And so, yes, he will certainly be woven in as well. Thank you for a preview of your visit to Salt Lake coming up February 10th and 11th. And M, it's with the Jung Society of Utah. Can you tell us more details about these events and how to get tickets? Yeah, so our website is jungutah.org. Um, Jung is spelled J-U-N-G. And um, tickets for the Friday Immersive Evening with Becca with the talk about the two red books are just $10. We do often sell out, so we encourage people to get tickets in advance rather than trusting that there will be some at the door. That evening, we'll also be featuring musician Cecilia Hone, artist Lizzie Winger, and the poet Lisa Bickmore, who is Utah's Poet Laureate currently. And then for the workshop, um, it'll be the following day on February 11th, Saturday, um, and uh, we encourage people to come out. It's a small group experience, so those tickets may also go fast. Um, and there's continuing education credits for Utah mental health professionals. 
M. Capito of the Young Society of Utah and Becca Tarnas, their featured speaker this Friday and Saturday coming to town. We'll put uh, details in the show notes for Sean. That sounds really interesting. It? Yeah, I, like Tolkien I, to get into Jung and vice yeah, versa. Active imagination, little little uh, escapism through reading in our in literature. Well, think about COVID yeah, and what yeah. it's done, and how can we escape ourselves mm-hmm. in a productive way? And that's what the Young Society is all about. Check tonight's show notes, folks. When we come back, Kathy Beely, League of Women voters of Utah because we're going to talk about the people's business. That's right. KRCL amplifies the work of community nonprofits like Comunidades Unidas, an organization that fights to build the social and political power of people who identify as Latinx immigrants, including undocumented folks living in Utah. More details at cuutah.org. Support for Radioactive on KRCL comes from Mark Miller Subaru and the Subaru Share the Love event a partnership with local charities in delivering hope this holiday season. Learn more and info on how to get involved at markmillersubaru.com. KRCL's Music Meets Movies returns to Broovies in Salt Lake City this Thursday for a screening of the 2017 film Living on Soul. Part concert film, part documentary, Living on Soul was filmed during the Daptone record label's three-night sold-out residency at the historic Apollo Theater in Harlem. We have, you know, like 40, 50 musicians interchanging seamlessly from one set to another. And musically, it works because this is a family of people that have been doing that for many, many years. When I saw Gabe and yeah, those guys, when they were babies, when I first met them, I came in the studio and they was all in there. And I was like, what you young white boys know about funk music? That's Music Meets Movies this Thursday at Brewbies in Salt Lake City. Tickets at the door at 6.30, movie at 7.30. Information at krcl.org. Welcome back to KRCL and Roundtable Tuesdays. Coming up, we got Democracy Now! at 7 o'clock with Amy Goodman, Connor in a late night, late night lowdown at 8 p.m., Super Sounds with Mary, subbing in for Chovy at 10.30, and then Night Light with Taylor, uh, and that's from 1 to 3 o'clock, all New you super, show. super late nighters. And what what's he got? He's got the New Orleans sound to modern adventures and free improvisational jazz. There we go. I like that. And then wrap it all around with John Florence starts a brand new day at 6 o'clock in the morning. There you go. Last two weeks of any show. You can listen on demand at krcl.org. Thanks to listeners like you who have donated during Radiothon in the past. You're welcome. Thank you for doing that. Uh, krcl.org. You can learn more about donating and supporting listeners community radio of Utah, but also listening on demand, including this very show. All right. Tuesdays is when we check in with the League of Women Voters of Utah. President Kathy Beely is back in the house, and you sent some notes, and Rashawn and I got all worked up. Despite maintaining (laughs) a better sugar volume, our blood pressure is up. I need sugar. It's, it's, I don't know how y'all do it. Hats well, off to you, Kathy, because it is frustrating. I feel like I get dragged out of the people's house a couple times. It is a little difficult, but, uh, you know, we have more than one person looking at it, so I, I only have to yeah. focus on a few things. Okay. Maybe they'll ban sugar this year. Well, they, you know, you know are telling I us mean, when we can yeah, celebrate they're, they're Halloween. They're banning everything else, right? <laughs> well, for, you know, a state that has a supermajority, in mm-hmm. our state it's Republicans, it's a conservative side, and they... Like, you know, we don't want to tell you what to do. They're going to tell us when to celebrate Halloween, apparently. For a, no, for no. a state, for a bunch of people who trying want to. limited government. We sure do have a lot of government controlling going well, on. Well, you got to do something. We're up there for 45 days. Okay, <laughs> this is this is me not on sugar. <laughs> Ooh, get oh, oh get this lady a cookie, y'all. <laughs> so, Kathy, there's a couple bills uh, or issues you wanted to talk to. This was, um, was it last week was supposed to be Water Week? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's supposed to be Water Week. How's that doing? And uh, you want to talk about LDS church holdings? And, and well, the, you know, let's talk about Water Week. First of all, nothing was done. There's a lot of they sound and fury signifying yeah. nothing. <laughs> yes. And the leak is all about water. We need it. Mm-hmm. You know, we have to drink it when we drink our uh, eat yeah. our sugar. Um, it, it's just really important. That and air. Um, So the governor had promised to do a whole bunch of things. None of it really got through. We are hoping that he has a little more courage uh, and takes to his bully pulpit and talks about real 
solutions. Well, he signed an executive order to raise the berm to save the south arm okay. of the lake and take I'm more of the runoff. I'm glad you're looking at something positively <laughs> because that is important, <laughs> and I've got to give him kudos for doing yeah. that. Okay. But these are all stopgap measures. We yeah. need to do something long-term. Yeah. Let's talk about oil and gas. Mm -hmm. We need to not be using as much instead of yeah i was gonna say i i read i think it was on twitter the governor said he he feels our pain with utah rise rising gas prices so i mean there's that laura he feels our pain yeah mm -hmm. um you know jordy clayton host of back porch blues ramble here on krcl he was in the office earlier today and he he's involved in weather and forecasting and all that kind of stuff he said we're at 167 percent wow of our year over year he says we're also ahead of where we were in 1983 when we had those flood. that huge runoff in the flood down state street my question is has anybody wd 40 the pumps lately but <laughs> um but what happens in the next couple of months mm -hmm. is hugely important and he said there's three different kinds of drought meteorological hydrological and agricultural we got to get him on to talk about this uh, yeah mm -hmm. I, i'm impressed you're ringing these those three terms off I, yeah. this is without sure I'm I'm still focusing but um uh so there's there's so much going on i think folks at the people's house are going we got tons of snow. We're good. This is over. Oh, I hope That's not. That's the difference between weather and climate. Yeah. I mean, maybe you should have all the meteorologists on yeah. to talk about it. But So you're still waiting for proof. Yes. Trust but verify. But what I wanted to talk about, I, the Salt Lake Tribune did an excellent article recently mm -hmm. on the Great Salt Lake and discovered that Oh my gosh, the LDS Church owns a whole lot of water rights. Mm. 75,000 square something or other. Wow. What are they called? Meet, uh, yeah, lots of water. There we <laughs> um, go. The governor theoretically is speaking to the church. I hope that he has some influence over them. Mm -hmm. It won't solve our problem, but it would certainly help. It's certainly better than pumping water from you know, the Pacific Ocean, which will not work. Um, there was another article today saying that the LDS Church has an image problem. So I would think that this would go a long way to helping their image problem. There you go. There Let the go. water flow yeah. uh -huh. to the Great Salt Lake. Yeah. It's interesting because, you know, water is money, especially yes. in the West and especially as our climate is changing. So that's something to watch. Okay. And you've got a bill tracker that uh, folks can check out on all yes, these issues we we're talking about. The website is? LWVUtah.org. Last night we had Rebecca Chavez-Hauk, former state representative, now part of Utah Ranked Choice Voting, mm -hmm. also Democracy Rising, working on Ranked Choice Voting as a method to empower BIPOC women as agents of change. But it's been interesting listening to... Um, Different folks' complaints. And I, I have a clip that I know you're going to like. Oh, I'm excited. <laughs> from a, a hearing last Friday where HB 171 was brought up. And this would end the pilot of ranked choice voting two years, three years early. Because the sunset through the Did you? Okay. Well, I know you're going to like this. I wanted to share this with folks. Because Mark Roberts, who was the lawmaker who brought HB 171 through in yep. 2018, I believe, mm -hmm. He um, showed up to testify because people in this committee were saying, well, this is obviously a George Soros bill. So here we go. Mark Roberts. Uh, Mr. Chair, Mark Roberts. I'm also the uh, chair of the Utah Ranked Choice Voting and heard some statements asking who's pushing for this. I'm pushing for this. Uh, this is my legislation we're repealing here. Um, so I'd like to take the opportunity a little bit to talk about how we got here. Um, I first started pushing ranked choice voting in 2015 after we passed SB 54 in 2014. Uh, seeing as there would be a plurality issue at the primaries, I thought this would be a perfect opportunity for ranked choice voting solved. I was one of only a few people who opposed SB 54 as well. So in 2015, I ran the first ranked choice voting bill. George Soros did not pay me to, pay, to, to, to run it, contrary to popular opinion. Um, uh, what, what, what's going around. I ran it, it was me, myself, and, and that was it. Got a $10 million fiscal note from the clerks on it. Uh, I was still trying to figure out how to handle the legislative process, so I had some discussion with the clerks. Um, but I've been working on this for a long time, uh, Mr. Chair, and at a minimum, the legislature should at least go forward with a pilot project. 
And that is former state lawmaker Mark Roberts, a little under pressure. I thought we could have Seriously. the background. <laughs> We're not done. But um, uh, this this HB 171, I know you want to weigh in. You went to this hearing. What else did you hear from folks testifying? Well, let me, let me say that there is a lot of conspiracy going around these days, and mm-hmm. that was where the George Soros mm-hmm. stuff came in. Um, it, I suppose it started with the last election. Um, everyone thought that the Democrats would just take it. Um, you know, when at Maine, they thought, oh my gosh, you know, Susan Collins is going to lose because of ranked choice voting. Well, Susan Collins won, so the Republicans got one there. But then, Alaska and Sarah Palin, Palin from Alaska, were so upset that Sarah, Sarah lost. Yeah. Must uh, be ranked choice It has exactly. to be. It can't be ineptitude. It can't be anything else. So, you know, this is where it's coming from. It, it's nationwide right now, just not Utah. Pushing back. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But this is a bill that theoretically would uh, eliminate ranked choice voting, the pilot project. Yes, if if lawmakers vote in favor of HB 171, it eliminates ranked choice voting as an option in elections. Well, things have changed a little bit. Mm -hmm. But yes, first of all, let me say, why would we eliminate a pilot project? Right. A pilot project is... Gathering data. Yeah, Yeah. that's exactly what it's for. It's there so that you can get data. But if you eliminate it, you're not going to get that data. you don't care about the data you already have. This is a does this work or does this not work? We're in the honeymoon phase of this bill. Exactly. It's just and no one's forcing it. You know, the cities have to say we're going to try it. They have to agree to it. The clerks have to run it, and it's it's been interesting. More and more municipalities sign on. Yeah. There were some interesting arguments in the PowerPoint. I do like (laughs) they came with PowerPoint. Tell us about this PowerPoint. I'm trying to remember, and the number one complaint by Representative. Is it Katie Hall? Katie Hall um, was that basically it hurts incumbents. Jesus. Um, that it, that it's hard to explain. I put it. I'll put it in the show notes again. Go listen to this. You can watch it and you can listen to it. Um, put these hearings on in the background while you're going about your chores this weekend, and listen to these arguments because a lot of it I was just like, well, I. I, I don't get your opposition. Yeah, no. I, and that's the thing. I, I like to me, I'm, I'm so confused because I feel like this makes your votes count. <laughs> like this helps. This mm-hmm. is that is there's folks who one of the criticism, Kathy, talk about this because you're there for it, is that they don't feel it's one person, one vote, that only winner take all the current system is pure and representative of democracy. Yeah, you don't want me to get in the weeds on this. There is a uh, Representative Hall had an incredible PowerPoint that made absolutely no sense. There's lots anyone. of math in it. They too. were all you could see the legislators' eyes just glazing over. There was a word like monotonicity. Monotonicity. Ooh, that's an SAT word. Maybe Which, SAT word. That's why it's so confusing because everyone in Utah needs to know what monotonicity you need means. a PhD thesis in election law. No. So we should get rid of it. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Um, there's another bill, HB 393, which would do away with the signature path to the ballot if candidates at the pri- caucus level get 70% of delegates. This is a bill I just heard about today, and I don't know if you've had a chance to look at it, but on the face of it, this would undo the um, the Count My Vote compromise, mm-hmm. SB 54 from, was that 2014? Yeah. I think uh, we need to watch this because the Republicans have never been clear on what they want. And, of course, the parties can do however they want to mm-hmm. do, you know, mm-hmm. In, in an election. You don't have to... And if they paid for their own primaries, yeah. they wouldn't have to deal with this, right? Well, that is true. <laughs> Shots fired. Go, Laura. <laughs> but there have been lawsuits. The Republicans can't agree with each other no, on what can. it means. We just saw how this worked out. Um, Grown with... children on the hill again. Well, and then Democrats, uh, famously Will Rogers' disorganized party, <laughs> and then affiliated one of the largest voting blocks in the in the state shut out um, from involving themselves in primaries if it's decided at the caucus level. Mm-hmm. If it's decided there, then they're you know 
Well, you know, they love it. And this is one thing they said at the ranked choice vote hearing yeah. is that the caucuses are the heart of our election system. So you know where this is coming from. There is a fringe group of Republicans who believe that the caucus system is the only way to maintain, well, shall I say power? Oh, mm. I knew you were going with that yeah. word. Yeah. I knew it. Mm. Um, so that that is where it's all coming from. Oh, man. Ranked choice voting, that's HB 171 and HB 393, which would, if passed, eliminate the signature pass of the ballot if at caucus a candidate gets 70% of the vote. That's just, you know, I, I, I'm almost okay with that. It just means you can't just take a purely signature path to the ballot mm -hmm. for the Republican Party. Yeah in particular because uh, of how that works. So you just have to have a, a dual strategy campaign. It, it, it just feels like our elected officials are just so disingenuous. Like we- Are we giving them a fair shake? I, I, I well, I'm just going, taking it at face value. Mm -hmm. I just go face value. I'm going with what they present. And it, it's constantly like they're, they don't want us to be a part of it. And every time, every time we start getting more people voting and more more people active in our communities, really aware. It's like, whoa, 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 it's like, oh, this is, but it's like this is not what we want. This is we, this is actually yeah. against what we want, and it's yeah. That's what Rebecca Chavez Hauk said last night. If you if you miss the show, go listen to it online, folks. Well, I gotta post it mm -hmm. first. I'm a little behind. <laughs> no, she's wonderful. Yeah. And yes, mm -hmm. the league believes that everyone should be voting. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, yeah, it's, it's not about and I you know and, and I, I mean I don't even care who you vote for, just vote. Yeah, exactly. one of the complaints about ranked choice voting is that um, critics feel it's impossible to do a hand count, a hand audit. That is not true. And you can listen to that two hour long committee hearing <sighs> if you'd terrible. like. Actually, it was really interesting. <laughs> it, it is interesting. But there are people there to debunk that. Yeah. And, and mm -hmm. they, yeah, it's, it, it is not difficult to audit. And what was also fun, folks, there's time limit to comments and the uh -huh. folks who feel like they deserve more time this it was the new utah county clerk i think but 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 i think people would be really interested in what i have to say <laughs> and the committee has to say and they'll be interested in what everybody else has to say yes. too I love so it. they I kept love it, it moving so okay. all right all right not even a slow golf clap i was, I was really proud so of that. let me tell you where that that bill is going though because it is now on hold and this is 171 uh yeah. ranked choice voting yes, ranked okay. choice voting because candace perucci made a, a wonderful suggestion she thought that everyone in a city should vote on whether to vote in ranked choice voting what? So what? exactly, we're going to vote to vote. <laughs> this is like that's what the pilot is about. Yes. Yeah, we're in. The, we're, we're actually Candace. Uh -huh. We're doing it right now in this pilot. That's what we're doing. Congratulations, you won. So we'll see what the substitute comes out with. That sounds that like a ballot what, referendum. Is it a ballot referendum or is it no? It's elections the substitute. In every, okay, substitute. Ranked choice vote. All right. Okay. Yeah. All right. We have a little bit of time left, and Rashawn, you want to introduce this next one? Are we talking about HOV lanes? <laughs> right, and women. Oh, let's go. Proving uh, you filed a police report if you want to claim an exemption to the abortion law under rape as well. It, it, it feels— Two different issues. Yeah. couple it of It feels like you're, we're forcing women to relive trauma, like go and get a doctor's note. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you, you have to take a cop's note to the doctor so the doctor can give you the note to get the abortion if you've been raped. I, I mean, we've already seen that there is a reason why women are not going and reporting it mm -hmm. because we victim blame. And this is not mm -hmm. in Utah. This is as a society in whole, as a whole, we like to blame victims for, you know, oh, what were you wearing and things of that nature. Just heinous thought processes. So why? Mm -hmm. <sighs> I, I, I wish I could tell you why. I call it the war on women. Yeah, oh, absolutely. That's I think you're spot on. on. Right now. It, yeah, it's, and, and this whole HOV lane for pregnant mm -hmm. women, I'm sorry, how, how much sense does that make? First, the best argument I heard about that was that HOV lanes are there to cut down on pollution. Therefore, you have a second driver with you who is not driving. But if it's a fetus, mm -hmm. you're not saving no. anything no. in pollution. 
Well, and it's, uh, I said this earlier when we were talking with eBay, this is all about the personhood argument for oh, yeah. fetuses. Yes, yep. it is. Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, then it leads to... It's a slippery slope. Well, mm-hmm. So, um, the league has a stance on the HOV lines at all? Well, we have a stance on abortion mm-hmm. and, of course, women's health care. Yep. Um, it's, all, it's all the same. We don't have a... No, we do not have a, a stance on HOV lanes. We have not <laughs> taken a study <laughs> and looked at who's taking HOV lanes. Um, uh. I'd like to see how the police are going to. Uh, well, and it's 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 if you get pulled over, then you have to present a doctor's note that you're pregnant, and then the the ticket is waived. So, are they pulling over a lot of people now anyway? I don't know. I don't know. I think so. So those stickers, baby on board, would take on a whole new meaning. They'd be like, oh, you know, I pulled you over, but I saw your baby on board sticker, so go I'm ahead. You're saying. free to go. <laughs> All right, so um, it's a lot of fun to get into the weeds at the people's house. Truth. And you can go in person, and the League of Women Voters of Utah talks about it one day a week. You can brown bag it. Where is that? When is that? How can people get involved? That is on Thursdays. And as a matter of fact, I think your last speaker talked about being up at the legislature mm-hmm. this Thursday. Yes. It is nonprofit day. Several things on going the, on. On yeah. the legislature. So <clears throat> please come up. We'll have a table. All the nonprofits will have tables. We'll be talking to legislators. You can talk to legislators when they come down to the rotunda to talk to us and that's what it's all about we should be talking to each other Mm -hmm. instead of excoriating each other well we did a lot of excoriating tonight didn't we but otherwise on thursdays what time and what room do you guys all meet up uh we can find it in the show notes and we can do it quickly your website right (laughs) yes lwvutah.org you can go to that website and if i typed it in right i would be able to tell you right now but um we also are online i mean you can do you can join us virtually there too there's a calendar uh legislative action corps is being replaced this thursday by nonprofit nonprofit day day, that you'll just be there all day therefore i'm so confused But um, I should mention that February 14th, not only Valentine's Day, but it is also the league's anniversary. 103 years. We will be up at the legislature again. Um, We'll be um, highlighted in the gallery. And we will be giving out cookies to our legislators ah. because you will know they be how they free? love sugar. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, love so I found it every Thursday except for this Thursday because it is uh, nonprofit day and folks will just be hanging out all day in the rotunda. But otherwise, on Thursdays during the session, 1130 to 1 in room 210 of the Utah State Capitol, which is at 350 North State Street in downtown Salt Lake. We'll put links in the show notes. And Great. folks can join the league League of Women Voters of Utah accepts all comers, right? We do. And there's tons of committees to get involved in. If there's an issue, you can work with folks to monitor that during the legislative session or interim, which is really where Mm -hmm. things take shape for the next session. And I have to uh, shout out to the legislature itself. You can monitor the legislature online. They have an incredible website. Mm-hmm. That's what a lot of us Excuse do. Excuse me. We have a credible yeah, we, website. It's a people's, it is yeah. people's website. Thank you. <laughs> is that a bill tracker that they have up there? Yeah. They, you can sign up. It's a free account. And then you can go click on bills. And then you can log in and see where they have gone, where they have been. And that's a great tool. But you also have a legislative tractor track. Yes, her. it's it's tracking the things that mm-hmm. we are particularly interested in. Like stuff we talked about tonight. Yes, Great that. Salt Lake, ranked choice voting, signature path to the ballot, pregnant women riding in the mm-hmm. HOV lane, and also uh, the whole notion of if you have been raped and you want abortion, you have to show that you got a police report filed in order to... A doctor has to verify that. That's still working through the session. Where are all these women getting the police reports? They're going to have to just have a lot of them ready to go. (sighs) And the thing I heard was this is about holding the men accountable by making women make sure they file the police report before they go to get the abortion. So it's an interesting conversation, folks, and we'd love to have more of it with you. Questions, comments, suggestions, send it to radioactive at krcl.org. 
I'll just end with the with the words of Tupac. Yes. Since a man can't make one, he has no right to tell a woman when and where to create one. Interesting. <laughs> Tupac to close the show. Nicely My thanks done. to Rashawn, all of our guests, Valine MC, joining the team officially here at KRCL. Ooh, another spicy one, Laura. Next week, it's the Roundtable Tuesday Valentine's Day special. Oh, folks. let's go. Thanks for listening. Thanks for plugging into your community. Weeknights at 6 on KRCL. This has been Roundtable Tuesday edition of Radioactive. Take care, y'all. KRCL, Salt Lake City. Valentine's Day is Tuesday, February 14th, and we're ready to deliver some love out into the world with KRCL Listener Love Notes. Call the Love Note hotline and leave a message or shout out for that special person, local cause, or organization. Call 801-903-1279 to leave your love note. Then tune into KRCL Tuesday, February 14th from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. to hear love songs, breakup songs, makeup songs, and listener love notes on air. Find the number and the details at krcl.org. And don't wait, the hotline closes Friday, February 10th.